Welcome to news NWR Newscast Episode 3. I'm the host of this evening, uh, Lucas Belitsky, and with me is uh, Zach Miller. Hoi hoi! And Andy Gergen. <laughs> Hello! Alright, the first thing we're going to go over are the recent Nintendo downloads for the past two weeks, which are Gravitronics for WiiWare, Word Searcher for WiiWare, Pinball Pulse for DSiWare, Thorium Wars for DSiWare, Final Fantasy, and then Final Fight 2, both for the Virtual Console. Did you guys play any of them? No. Yeah, I, I uh, downloaded uh, Gravitronics a couple nights ago and played it for maybe 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, same here, and I'm actually going to review that game. Yeah? Yeah, uh, I think it's a decent multiplayer game, but the problem is that the single player is bad, and so is the general implementation of everything, especially the menus. I, I kind of liked the, the, the general idea of the game. The concept is good, um, but the yeah, the implementation, I would agree, is awful, and well, maybe not. Maybe awful is a strong word, but it's not good. And I didn't have anybody on hand to play multiplayer with, so all I played was about twenty minutes of the single player, and I don't really anticipate going back. Yeah, it really shines through multiplayer, and from what I thought, the game really reminds me of um, a mixture of air hockey and that really old board game Crossfire. Yeah, I could see that. Crossfire yeah, do you guys remember Crossfire? I, no. I do. I remember the com- the commercial even too. Yeah, that that was that was like one of my favorite games when I was a little kid, and oh, yeah. I was so happy. But but how everything was um, said and done, I was just bummed out. It could have been something really awesome. Yeah, I think you know maybe they'll release an update and polish off some of the controls, but there's not exactly a strong history of WiiWare games uh, doing that, so I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah, there's actually one WiiWare game that recently got updated, like you said. Um, I think it's um, Gradius Rebirth. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they added new stuff, which is, which can give us hope. But, sure. But if the game doesn't end up doing well, then I don't think that they're going to bother um, updating it. No, I would not imagine they would. Yeah. Which is too bad, because the, the concept really is pretty decent. Uh, but the, the follow-through on that concept is... It's, it's bad across the board, from what I could tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also heard really great things about Pinball Pulse, which is a DSiWare game from Fuse Games who made the Metroid Prime pinball game. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's more of like a traditional pinball type of board, except with the Greek theme. Since, uh, Zach, I know that you have a DSi amongst us, are you interested <laughs> in that game? Well, if, if, yeah, I love, I didn't. I didn't play the the Mario pinball. I heard bad things, but I really love and still play to this day uh, the Metroid pinball. Oh, nice! So I might I might give that a shot. And I think I think you said uh, it was only five dollars. Yeah, it is five dollars. That's not bad so, at all. Yeah, Thorium Wars for uh, is other DSiWare game, which is supposed to be like this vehicle shooter, and it has really impressive graphics for. Um, the DSi. I also heard that it first used to be um, a retail game, but because of the economy last year, they couldn't find a publisher to make a cartridge out of it, so hmm. they had to push it off to DS uh, to DSiWare. Interesting. They made 
they made some small sacrifices like getting rid of multiplayer but leaving pretty much else intact that's interesting i hadn't heard that yeah i didn't know that either yeah, I actually learned it through um, Pixel Talk, which is uh, made by um, Pixelbit.com, who was founded by a couple of old uh, Nintendo World Report staffers. So you should listen, and it's pretty interesting. You may know them if you've listened to the previous two episodes of this podcast. Yeah, you should definitely know Neil and uh, Nick also joined in on uh, episode two. Yeah, and... Um, the WiiWare, the other WiiWare game, Word Searcher, just looks like a lame uh, word search game that you can probably buy at um, a supermarket for ninety nine cents a whole book. Well, I just love, but, I just love that it's uh, that it's on the Wii and not the DSi. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it makes so much. Yeah. It must be a graphically why? intense game. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> why have a Why have a word puzzle with you on the go at all times when you can play it in the comfort of your own home, staring at your TV? Exactly. Maybe if you need to cure insomnia or something. <laughs> yeah. And um, the two virtual console games are actually pretty decent. The original Final Fantasy from the NES and Final Fight 2 on the Super Nintendo. Do you guys have any history with those two? I played Final Fantasy when it was new, when I was real, real small, uh, a bit younger. Um and I, you know, I, I really liked it back in the day. I, I haven't gone back to it since then. And I know this, it's been remade for a couple of different platforms. And I think I may even have at one point owned one of those remakes, but don't anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I was pretty much spoiled with the Game Boy Advance remake. So, uh, considering how archaic the NES is, NES one is, I really can't force myself to go back to that really old style of, like, the magic system and everything. Have they announced any uh, other Final Fantasy games coming to Virtual Console? Uh, no, but I have, but knowing Square Enix, they might bring the, um, the other two American ones, um, Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy VI, but obviously they're going to be Final Fantasy 2 and 3, considering how considering how they screwed up the naming convention in North America. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it took a, it'll be interesting one you know, to fix it. <laughs> Square Enix had always kind of said in the past they, they weren't interested in, re- in releasing their Final Fantasy games on Virtual Console because there's so much money to be made in remaking them for handhelds and, and other things like that. It's kind of curious to see them change their mind on this, and it really kind of makes you wonder what else they could be bringing to Virtual Console in the future. Yeah. Well, they they released a couple of uh, really old uh, nice games on Virtual Console, like um, A Secret of Mana. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and a couple of um, Enix ones, like um, Actraiser. Actraiser was one of my favorite games ever. I wish they'd put Chrono Trigger on the Virtual Console, because I don't want to pay for it on the DS. <laughs> well, I you agree. could get it for 20 bucks now. Well, it, it, 20 bucks would still be more expensive than it would be on the Virtual Console. You know, thinking, thinking back to Enix's history with Nintendo, um, I think pretty much everyone I know who was a gamer back in the, the late mid to late 80s got a free copy of Dragon Warrior with their subscription to Nintendo Power. Um, I seem to recall that as well. 
Yeah, it seems to me that that might be kind of a cool way to remember that promotion by putting it out on Virtual Console. Yeah. Uh, but too bad Square Enix isn't that cheap, cheap like that. <laughs> they like their money. Well, what company doesn't like money? There you go. <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on to new video game releases. Um, the big title is um, on the Wii is a Wii Fit Plus. Did you guys get a chance to play it yet, or not? Just to D3. Oh, well, I'm actually uh, I'm reviewing the title, and I'm almost done with the review. It just needs to go through an edit or so. And um, I gave it a really good score. Overall, it, it's a really nice upgrade especially to the existing Wii Fit owner, since it's only $20 and you get so much that it's really worth it. Yeah, I, I I've, think I've, I've never, probably uh, will get it. I've never dipped my toe into the Wii Fit. I've, I've, been, I've been playing the EA Sports Active. Uh, I've been playing that that end of the Wii Fitness genre. Um, but one of these days I'm going to try out the, the Wii. Wii uh, one of these days I'm going to try out the, the Wii Fit games and see what I think. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's tough to convince me that I, I should be paying seventy to eighty dollars for a balance board at this point. Yeah, but I still kind of want to try them. Yeah, especially how now the only way to get Wii Fit Plus uh, with the balance board is a hundred dollars, which is ten dollars more than uh, the regular Wii Fit. I tell you what, there's a lot of games that I haven't bought yet that are only fifty and sixty dollars that would have to come before a hundred dollar version of Wii Fit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like um, one recent game that I saw a twenty dollars uh, price drop from forty dollars to twenty was Spyborgs. Oh, You're wow, kidding cool. me! That just came out. Wow! No, I'm not kidding. Just go to game um, GameStop.com, and uh, I'm not lying. Oh my gosh! That's amazing! Wow! <laughs> yeah, I kind of oh. almost want to buy it now. That's only twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And, uh, Zach, I heard that you played uh, Dead Space Extraction recently. I did. I just reviewed it. I, I think I gave it an 8. Uh, I'm too lazy to look on the site right now, but but it was a darn good game. It, if uh, People who like the first Dead Space will love the sequel, or I guess it's prequel, but, uh, you know, even if you've never tried it, it's it's since it is a prequel, you don't really need to have played the original game, but it's... Uh, very enjoyable, very very atmospheric, and uh, you know it's fun to freeze guys and then chop off their limbs. Zach, did Zach, Zach did you play Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles? I own Resident Evil Umbrella. I think I reviewed Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. Oh, I, I well, love good. it too. Do they do they compare well, or are they are they different? How, how different are they? Well, they're they're different, and they I mean they're both obviously light gun, light gun games, uh, but. Resident Evil is more, hmm, more of a shooting gallery. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say that it's fair. Cause the the Dead Space is very story driven, so there aren't too many places where you stop and shoot stuff. Whereas in in Resident Evil, that's kind of the whole game. the The whole point is yeah. to get a good score at the end of the level. Uh, in Dead Space, your stats are tracked, but I don't think it ultimately matters much. You still oh, unlock stuff either way. So does it tie together the story well from the original Dead Space? Yeah, it's 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 what happens to the mining colony, you know, when they first remove the marker from the planet, 
Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, people start going crazy and the monsters start popping out. And then it kind of, uh, it, it takes place at the same time as the comic, um, which is just called Dead Space, which is included in a digital version on this, uh, on the game, which is really cool. Cause, cause wow, I, that's very cool. It is. You know, like the Metal Gear Solid uh, uh, digital comic on the PSP? Mm-hmm. How it's kind of, it's the comic, but it's told with voice acting and the camera moves around, things like that. That's how this comic is, is on the game, which is awesome. It makes it watchable because the art is awful. I hate the art. Uh, but yeah, it's more generic. It's it, well, it's it's generic, but in a very stylized way that I don't like. I, I I'm familiar with that artist. I don't like his work, but but the way it's presented in a digital form is more palatable. Uh, but but then it it uh, it kind of also the game also takes place at the same time as the awful 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 movie, uh, <laughs> Dead Space Downfall. You don't need to watch the movie to get the idea of the plot. Do not do it. It's terrible. <laughs> you have warned us well, Zach. It's I've heard awful. the the graphics on this game are, are like outstanding, like Mario qual- Mario Galaxy or better kind of quality. I think that's kind of a... I mean, it's a bad comparison. It's all art direction. Um, it obviously doesn't look as good as the PS3 360 Dead Space, but it the developers have really put their hearts and souls into recreating the environments and they, for the most part, have succeeded. I don't think this game would have worked on a technical level as a free-movement first-person shooter. Cool. Yeah, really good-looking game. Great cast of characters and, and, I mean, voice actors. They really put their heart into it, and I appreciated that. So give it a shot. If you haven't played it already, go, go try it out. Yeah, I'm very interested, and I think you sold on uh, sold the game to me, Zach. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the other big uh, game, while it might not be a really popular game, but um, to um, retro fans, a boy and his blob might have a soft home in their hearts. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I'm hoping to play it shortly. I was. I was. A, maybe not a big fan, but. I put a lot of time into the NES version when I was younger, and I always it always struck a chord with me. It has a very distinct tone. It's sort of dark, but uh, also very imaginative. And the you know the original NES game had a lot of uh, artificial, real real artificial uh, ways of increasing the difficulty, like limiting the number of jelly beans you have, setting that number at the very beginning of the game, which effectively lets you get to the very end and not be able to complete it because you needed one more jelly bean of a certain flavor. Um, and everything I've read suggests that the, the new version on Wii does away with a lot of those artificial restrictions. This game sounds awesome. It involves jelly beans. Yeah, yeah it's really awesome. And I really love the art direction. While it's not as complex as, um, say, Muramasa on Wii, I really love how it looks like a, a a real Saturday morning cartoon, and it just looks awesome. Like yeah, I like the that environments, too. everything. It kind of reminds me of uh, Wario Land. Shake it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one thing what I was disappointed from what I read is that all the control schemes are traditional. Like there isn't any heavy uh, Wii motions or that kind of stuff involved. 
However, it's a 2D game, but you cannot use the D-pad. Instead, you have to use the analog stick, which is disappointing in my view. It is. 2D side-scrollers need to use the D-pad. Yeah, that that doesn't sit well with me, but I'll, I'll play it before I judge. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be that detrimental, but yeah, considering how a classic controller is one of the options, and you have the D-pad right there in the primary position. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um another famous game, well, um some gamers might not like it, but it's a very well selling game. Um well the original one was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. Are any of you guys uh, looking forward to this or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorta of sick of uh mini game compilations on a whole. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah, like, I have my share of Raving Rabbits. I I love the Rabbits, like, the first two or three times. <laughs> and I really love um, WarioWare Smooth Moves, but there is a limit. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I'm at least mildly interested in this game. Um, not terribly interested, but I, 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 I wouldn't mind renting it. Give it a shot. I'll tell yeah. you what, I, I have heard a lot of people that you might consider to be the quote-unquote blue ocean crowd, uh, folks that I wouldn't consider to be gamers whatsoever. I've heard on two distinct occasions, I've had people tell me that they want this game. Uh, and that really surprised me because, I mean, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games doesn't exactly carry the same kind of uh, blue ocean cachet as, as a Wii Fit or a Wii Sports. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, but it still leverages two very big popular brands. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, three if you count the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong. It's the wrong Olympics, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've even heard that um, the Canadian version has a little Canadian maple leaf just to make it special. Really? <laughs> nice. Yep. Well, it's Vancouver, of course. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so are there any other popular Wii games that you guys want to talk about, or DS games? Well, TMNT Smash Up came out, and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you want to elaborate on that, Zach? Well, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. I have been since the first, you know, the original comic. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole big deal with Smash Up is that, A, it's supposed to be like Smash Bros., which is good. But also... Also, it is not supposed to be, not inherently tied to any particular uh, uh, Ninja Turtle movie, comic, whatever. So in theory, Ubisoft, or whoever's developing it... Game Arts. Game Arts, could have mined a 25-year history of Ninja Turtle characters, but but they really only use the characters from the most recent movie. So... Uh, and- and three rabbits. I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that last night. I don't want to hear it again. That seems I, really short-sighted. Like, if you're going to pull from a franchise that has that big of a roster, God, use, use it. Don't just don't just ignore it like that. No, not at all. Although I think, I think each character has an alternate skin. I read this on GameFAQs, and the, I don't know what the alternate skin is, but I can only hope that for at least the Ninja Turtles, the alternate skin is the old Mirage designs. That that would have been awesome, but um, uh, sadly, I doubt it. 
I do too, and that pisses me off. Yeah, it's really a shame that um, they couldn't tap into characters like Rocksteady or Krang. Yeah, or Leatherhead, you know, some of the original characters too. Karai, they could have done so much more. Well, it's sort of it's disappointing, and um, some games of this generation have been big disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and on to somewhat interesting news. Um, the limited edition Wii Sports Resort Bundle came out recently, and it's $60. Uh, the difference between the regular um, Wii Sports Resort is that this one comes with two motion pluses. That's a good deal. Yeah, I it's, think that's a good idea. Yeah, considering how um, the Wii dropped to $200 a few weeks ago, it's a good way to build up on the holidays. It is. And Wii Sports mm-hmm. Resort's a darn fun game. And um, the Wii is pretty much regarded as the best console to own for local multiplayer. Oh, sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this, is, this, strike, this strikes me as a really good idea. I don't, I don't know why they, they didn't do it to begin with, to, to be honest. You know, I, I've got to, I, I, I have to wonder if uh, eventually they'll phase out the, just the remote and the original Wii Sport. And they'll start packaging the Wii with Wii Sports Resort and a controller with a Wii Motion Plus. Aren't they are Aren't they already doing that in Europe? I think I heard that. Really? I think I heard that 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 they changed the bundle in 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 the UK. Yeah, because um, the UK had one interesting case that they had to raise the trading price of the Wii because of how bad uh, the British pound has been um, losing value. Boy, you can. And su- yeah, and suddenly they um, dropped the Wii price back to the regular price of what it was before. Oh. And they have this bundle, which I think is um, a Wii, all the con- the regular controllers that come with um, a Wii, Motion Plus, and both the Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Well, I tell you, I was just in London and... and- the pound is very strong. <laughs> I spent $50 on lunch. <laughs> I hope you at least liked it. It was Hard Rock Cafe, so sort of. <laughs> What's the difference between American um, Hard Rock Cafe and British Hard Rock Cafe? I don't think there is too much of a difference. You know, there that was the only restaurant we went to where the portions were not abysmally small. Like, my wife ordered nachos, and we thought it would be just like, you know, single perch of nachos. No, you could feed an army on these nachos. And it was... I suppose the only difference would be the metric system. Yeah, probably. But the other thing was, it was the only place in London, I kid you not, where they gave you free refills. Oh, wow. Wow, really? That really pissed me off. They gave us ice, too. That was new. (laughs) I mean, you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. And I met Greg Leahy there, and, <laughs> oh, nice. and he bought me a Coke, and because uh, we went to a pub, he bought me a Coke, um, and I was like, here, I don't have any pounds, but here's like, here's $2, because I had American money in my wallet, and I'm like, you can light your cigar with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that, is, that is just great. <laughs> Oh God! You, you know he—he's he, he, he's he's a cool guy. He really is. 
So what was his reaction when you gave him the two American dollars? He kind of politely declined. <laughs> I can't great. use that. <laughs> uh, no, that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of um, controllers, um, Nintendo recently announced uh, the price uh, the price of the Black Remote and the Black Nunchuck. The Black Wii Remote is going to be bundled with the Black Motion Plus for $50, and the Nunchuck, like the regular one, is going to be $20. Both are going to be released on November 16th. Can I make a terrible joke? Sure. When when you hold the Black uh, Wii Remote, you automatically oh. tilt it to the side. <laughs> oh, wow. We may have to edit that out. <laughs> oh, oh wow. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Explicit uh, tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Oh, oh I find awesome. it I find it interesting that they're bundling this with the Wii Motion Plus. Like if they keep adding Wii Motion Plus to everything they sell, we're going to end up having more Motion yeah. Pluses than we have remotes. Yeah. Like I want to. Buy, there'll be all kinds of different. I want to buy too. Tiger Woods, but I already have two, two motion yeah. pluses. Well, you could buy the game by itself. That's I'm true. Sure. Tiger Woods does come separately. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to have bundles where, with the Wii Motion Plus, it's going to cost ten dollars more, and without, it's going to be ten dollars less. That's probably true. The interesting mm-hmm. thing about this black remote is, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say I read this on the forums today. The Black Remote and the Nunchuck comes out the day after New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I heard the same thing, oh. which is interesting. It is. You would think they would time it together, but instead they're going to make everyone wait another day or come back to the store again. Or then again, most people will probably wait until um, the, the stores actually get both, and they could just um, hit two birds with one stone and get both. You know, another weird thing is there's no Black Wii. Why would I have two black Wiimotes, but not a black Wii? Maybe they're uh, waiting for, like, a big uh, game in 2010, like Monster Hunter, there you go. to bundle it with. That's very that's very possible. Mm-hmm. That, they did it that in Japan, and it sold pretty oh. well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, now in Japan, they're going bundle-happy with, um, Wii's and third-party games like um, Samurai Warriors 3 come, has a bundle with a black Wii and um, Tales of Graces has a white Wii bundle. Hmm. That Monster Hunter bundle in Japan comes with the Classic Controller Pro, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, oh, actually nice. um, the Tales of Graces uh, console bundle actually comes with a white Wii Motion Plus and um, the Samurai Warriors uh, 3 um, console bundle comes with a specialized Samurai Warriors Three Classic Controller Pro. Aren't they? Bring, they're cool. bringing that to the states, right? The Pro. I think that's been confirmed. I really want yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that, that it's been accidentally confirmed by um, a Koei um, fact sheet. Okay. Yes. Yeah, like. Hey, you can also use this with the Classic Controller Pro, <laughs> even though the Classic Controller and Pro Oops. are pretty much the same controller with a different molding. Well, they have the handles on the bottom. 
and um, they no longer have um, the um, they have like how the GameCube controller had um, the analog um, shoulder buttons. Right. The first classic controller has it, but the Pro doesn't. Speaking of the GameCube controller, did you guys see that you can get the the newer white GameCube controller with the longer cord on Amazon now? Yeah, I kind of want 30, that. Yeah, it's thirty dollars, and um, that's a good deal. Yeah, and, it's, it, and it has a ten foot cord rather than I think the normal the normal GameCube ones have a six foot cord. I'm gonna wait till it's in stores. Shortly after I got my Wii, I went out and bought a couple new GameCube controllers from GameStop because they were becoming harder to find new. And I knew they wouldn't last forever, so I wanted to get a couple of first-party ones while I still had the chance. I just wish you could still buy WaveBirds. I don't understand why they don't really I saw that. one up here recently. I saw a new one in the box at a uh, used game store. Oh, hey, wow. if, you don't, if you don't want it, put it on eBay, because, man, those things will go for some money right now. That's probably okay, true. Yeah. All right. Um, talking about epic things, um, nice. the next... Uh, the next what a um, segue right there. Yeah, um, Epic Mickey was recently confirmed by, I think it was Game Informer? Yep. Yeah, um, it's made by Warren Spector, and he made games like Deus Ex, and in a couple of interviews that Game Informer held with him, he is a really big Disney fanboy and a big fan of the older Disney stuff. And um, the game is supposed to have like older Disney characters... It's supposed to have like a darker tone for um, for the game instead of like a colorful, wonderful Disney adventure that we we all know. <laughs> you know, the more I think about this game, the more it strikes me as um, very well implemented fan fiction. Like you said, he's a big Disney <laughs> fanboy. This game strikes me as very well implemented fan fiction, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, it just the story. You know, we have the story of Oswald the the Lucky Rabbit. Is that it? Yeah. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who is Mickey's oldest arch enemy, is jealous of Mickey's success, and he decides he's going to to threaten the world by releasing all these forgotten Disney characters. It should be a lot of fun to play, but it really just kind of strikes me as you know. And, and I I love the story. Don't get me wrong, but it it just feels like. It feels like this story has already been written by some guy on a forum somewhere. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I'm, I'm really surprised this game has taken this long to be made. Like a really epic, well-made journey with Mickey Mouse seems like a no-brainer, and I'm really kind of surprised we haven't seen one sooner than this. I just looked up Oswald the Lucky Rabbit on Google, and he looks like Mickey with long ears. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he does. Yeah, um, he does. But from what I know, I think Warren Spector likes to take his time with the games, which is always a good thing. Um, and one of the other lesser-known characters is um, Phantom Blots, which Mickey actually fought in a short-running comic strip. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to this, and the, the concept art they put in Game Informer looks really cool. It's it's sinister but colorful. Like it's not too dark, but it does have a very sinister feel to it. I yeah. this is this is one of my most anticipated titles for 2010. Yeah, um, for holiday 2010, definitely. And what really draws it to me, while I'm a fan of Disney, the game doesn't look look like a typical Disney title. 
that you would expect, which is just awesome considering it's made by a Disney fanboy. Hmm. Phantom Blot looks kind of badass. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of um, have like a sinister feeling for the characters. And I heard the enemies are sort of like um, me- mechanical versions of um, Goofy and all these other neat things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are, uh, are Sora and Sephiroth going to be in it? Of course not. There's Sora <laughs> <Enix. laughs> So no nobodies. Darn. Uh, no 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 emotional story that, that, <laughs> with a convoluted plot. <laughs> no, no Phoenix um, Lincoln on this now too. Phoenix Downs. Yes, no Phoenix Down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also talking about characters um, in Tatsunoko versus Capcom Ultimate All Stars. We have two new characters, uh, Joe the Condor from uh, G-Force, which is a Tatsunoko property, property, and a Zero from the Mega Man X, and I think you can also count the Mega Man Zero series. Yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, is, it, is it the design from the X games or the Zero games? Um, well, his character design looks like from the X games, but one of his um, finishers has... Um, his um his um beam sword that sort of turns like into the more triangular shape of swords found in um the zero series. Mm, okay. Yeah, which is which is neat because it kind of throws a nice homage between both. Yeah. You know what? I, I read that one of his special attacks is to brood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um. If you didn't catch the other two additional characters um, that was re- revealed about a month ago, it was Frank West from Dead Rising and Tekaman Blade from a Tatsunoko property. Yeah, yeah, like that Dead, that Dead Rising character, Frank West. That's that's interesting. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays. Yeah, um, and actually, let me just look up the ESRB source because it has one really hilarious quote. That Frank says, just give me a second. It it says, the dialogue may also contain suggestive materials. Example, June, give me give me the camera back. I told you I deleted the pictures of your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, since Frank West has a camera, you should know who says it. And <laughs> Frank West is practically the only character who speaks in English in that game. Of course. That's great. That's hilarious. That reminds that me. Is... Of the, that reminds me of the Naked Gun. Nice beaver. <laughs> or how in um, the Dead Rising game, one of the shots that you can take are called erotic shots. <laughs> Suddenly, I feel the urge to play this game. <laughs> too bad uh, you need an Xbox 360 for it. No, I don't. It's on the Wii too. But did the Wii version have any of the photography stuff? Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, nah. There'll be no erotic shots on the Wii. Sorry. Doggone it. <laughs> Censored. Are you guys pretty excited for Tatsunoko versus Capcom? Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. I'm a big um, Capcom fighting fan. I really enjoy the crossover series. And I was really hoping that um, when it was Japan only, I really wanted it to come to North America. 
And once um, Nintendo Power revealed it, I was really, really happy. I was looking over the roster for this game, and I don't know anybody. I know Frank West, and I know Beautiful Joe, and I know a couple of the Street Fighter characters, I guess. And that's it. I don't know anybody else in this game. Even Roll? Okay, I know Roll. <laughs> okay, I know I know a few. I don't know any of the, ta- the Tatsunoko characters. I I'm not a big anime guy. Um, well, and you and you also have to realize that Tatsunoko series it's very unknown in North America, and most of these characters were made in the 70s, 80s, or even early 90s. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, um, the original Japanese sub- subtitle was I think it was New Generation of Heroes. So I think you kind of understand how they kind of got it. They're reviving the Tatsunoko brand or making it known again. They probably felt like they had to do something after that Speed Racer movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame that Speed Racer isn't in the game, but then again, what would his finisher be? Just driving in his car and just ramming into them? Yeah, just like Captain Falcon's uh, smash move. That's a good point. Speed yeah. punch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of big punches, um, <laughs> I'm terrible with these. These are segues. the best segues in the world. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're the number um, one and number three segues in the world. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, we play is the top selling game of this decade, selling over 11 million copies. 11 million copies in North America. The second, the number two game is uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is somewhere in the 8 million range. And um, We Fit is number three, at, almost at 8 million. So are you surprised that um, We Play... Yeah, We Play and We Fit are so popular and selling at really astronomical values? I guess. I'm not surprised about Wii Play, because if you want a Wii Remote, you get Wii Play. Exactly. But I am kind of surprised about Wii Fit. I didn't think it had that kind of appeal. Yeah, and for me, considering the game costs $90, which is sort of prohibitive. I would be very interested in another number, which is the number of Wii owners that have only bought one title for the Wii, and that title is Wii Fit. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> or, uh, I guess... How many soccer moms bought a Wii and Wii Fit? I don't know. I mean, it, it, maybe it's not as many as I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe I'm off base on this, but it just seems to me like if you're one of those people that watched it on Oprah or Ellen or daytime television <laughs> and you saw you said, hey, that looks like fun, and it's something for little Joey to play when he comes over once a once a year for Christmas, you know, it, it just seems to me like there might be a fair number of people that just bought it for Wii Fit, but I don't know. Yeah. That actually reminds me of an old story of one of my old coworkers who was bragging up around the whole office that he recently bought Wii Fit. Like it was such a big deal. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting more fit with this. And it's actually working for me. <laughs> Good luck with that, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I said good luck with that, sir. With the getting more fit with Wii Fit. Well, it does help if if you stay into the program, but it's not the end all be all fitness solution. No, it's something you do on the side. 
yeah, but anyways, um, there's no real fitness solution in general. We fit have... seems more like something you do once you are are already fit to stay fit. Yeah, yeah. Or if you want to get encouraged to get onto that track. Well, that stupid little fit avatar is like, get the heck back here. Yeah. <laughs> Where if the you're hell have you been? And you want, if you want your Wii to yell at you for being fat, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's a $90 yeah. purchase day one. <laughs> that makes you lose your soul inside. Like if, if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if me or my wife haven't been on the Wii Fit in like more than a week, and one of us gets on it to do a daily fit test, the little Wii Fit guy's like, where's the other guy? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> or next, Look, you guys was... spent ninety dollars. Take me back to the store. <laughs> or, or huh? a su- a sooner or later, um, the, the Wii Balance Board will plot with the Wii and uh, self destruct on a specific queue. <laughs> 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 huh? Also today, we have um, two new pieces of news. Um, Miyamoto, he um, detailed the new Super Mario Brothers demo play, which is controversial in um, in the gaming community because, oh, you have something that plays the game for you. But uh, from what I read, they implemented it um, very interestingly. Um, the only way that it pops up is if you die more than eight times, then this little green block will appear. If you hit it, and if you're Mario, you will turn into Luigi, and it will automatically play the game as Luigi for you. And if you die more than eight times in the first level, it just says, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you, if, if you hit the green block, block on the first level, the disc, the disc just ejects. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um <gasps> Supposedly, you can take control over Luigi at any time, but you will still see some um, something that will let you know that you're still playing like an assisted game. And um, it, as a small reward, if you beat the game without using this um, said feature, you will get like this little trophy at at like um, the title screen that nobody can see but you. Achievement <laughs> unlocked. <laughs> that does nothing like regular <laughs> achievements. <laughs> well, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of like it's a Mario game. You know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And who's going to buy it? I mean, what, what non-gamer is going to buy this game? I'm, really? Is is a, is the, is the same soccer mom who bought Wii Fit going to pick up Mario now that oh, I'm going to be able to know how to get through the level? No. I don't. I, I don't disagree with you, Zach. I think it's a, a little bit unnecessary, but I don't know that it's for the people that are going to buy the game because not everyone that buys the game is going to play the game. I, I think if if someone who doesn't normally show interest in Mario games is playing it with their friend who has the game or their son who has the game, yeah. and they're stuck and they 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 notice that the game is willing to help them out, that might make them more likely to go buy it. That's probably but, true. It's it's a stretch. It's it's a stretch. I I think it's well implemented for what it's worth. I think they put it in the game well, um, but it just seems a little weird. I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, well, if you if you're dying eight times, you're probably <laughs> thinking that you're already frustrated with the game and you're on the verge of just saying, yeah. "Screw it, I'm putting this away." So, 
It's sort of like a small guiding hand, which which is decent enough. Well, you guys you guys have played Mario games before. I'm going to go ahead and assume. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Brothers three, the, the last the last world on Mario three, all those slowly moving levels. Yeah. The tanks. I am pretty positive that I died more than eight times on a fair number of those levels on every playthrough of that game I've ever done. Well, sure. Those I'm are sure I... those are some tough levels. Oh, you mean like even today? Well, sure. I mean, well, I haven't played Mario three all the way through in a number of years, but oh, okay. but I, yeah, the, the the levels at the end of any Mario game are really punishing. So eight times yeah, is not that, that's true that unima- that unimaginable at the tail end of a Mario game. Now, to be honest, I don't remember that being the case with New Super Mario Brothers, and I don't imagine it to be the case with New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah, well, I heard that they're actually ramping up the difficulty when compared to uh, New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. They couldn't lower it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that is true. Like, it's it's easy to get ninety nine lives and everything. It's it, the only hard part is uh, is the item system, which is just so botched. Or probably if you have a really bad co op player that just screws you over every time. Yeah, that you know that, that's my worry going into New Super Mario Brothers because when when we were at E three, I think it was James who was Yoshi and he was just being a dick, uh, licking people up and then throwing them into pits. <laughs> I guarantee you that's going to happen to people playing New Super Mario Brothers. Well, I actually problem, see that happening. Um, that's problem A, but I think I'm going to be faced with problem B, which I know I've heard uh, Johnny talk about on Radio for Nintendo which is that I don't have anybody really here that's going to play this game with me. So right. if, if they don't make it a, a good single-player experience, I'm probably not going to enjoy it nearly as much as I should. Yeah, I well, agree. I heard that they're going to make the single-player game still as satisfying as it was a multiplayer game, but I'm sure the replay value will basically drop if you don't play it um, multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can find someone who's willing to come over here and humor me for an evening, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I know my brother will, but huh. I don't have yeah. any. I don't have any real friends, so you know. <laughs> I can't afford real friends. Are you kidding? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um, another new game that was announced in Japan was called Pokey Park Wii. It's a, it's basically an adventure game that you play as Pikachu, you interact with other Pokemon to play these mini games in order in order to play other mini games. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to come out in December um five in Japan. But uh, this, not in North does America. This game, does this game feel like a parody to anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a mini game of a mini game. Starring Pokemon. It's got to star Pokemon or it wouldn't be a good parody. You know, yeah. I, w- I will say, though, that the mini games and the Pokemon Stadium games were the best part of those games. Oh, I agree. There were some kick-ass games in there, like Count the Pokemon. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. It's like Count the Voltorbs and a million Pokemon stream across the screen. <laughs> you know what I'm kind of reminded of for some reason when I think about this game? Did you ever play uh, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom for NES? Oh. No. This reminds me of that. It's... It's a game that has levels that are themed like Disneyland rides. And it's not that great, but it does recreate the park pretty pretty effectively. But it's one of the very few games I can think of where the hub world is a theme park. Huh. And this 
kind of remind. I don't think Poke Park is a theme park, but it still kind of reminds me of that. Would it, yeah. Would it kill him to make a real Pokemon game for the Wii? Yes. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely, it would. <laughs> it would um, be a billion. I mean, it's how not many... like it wouldn't sell. Well, how many times have they been faced with the question, "Huh, maybe we should develop a real Pokemon game for our home console"? And how many times have they decided, "Eh, not worth it"? <laughs> exactly. Pretty much all the time, since it's just a Pokemon Stadium or some kind of weird Pokemon game like Pokemon Snap. Or that Puzzle shadow game. game. Remember wasn't that wasn't game? Gale Gale of Darkness? Yeah, yeah Gale of Darkness. Right? It was supposed to be a real Pokemon game, but it ended up being some like watered down RPG yeah, with Pokemon sort of Stadium RPG. And you capture your opponent's Pokemon. You don't go out and capture real Pokemon. At this point, we're probably past the point where we can assume they just haven't thought about it yet. Oh and no! Watch. They, they were thinking. They were probably thinking about it on the Nintendo sixty four. Probably. Yeah, somehow they decided it's not a good idea, and, and I don't, I, I'll never understand why. That's probably because um, they just want the kids to buy the portables so they can trade with other kids who have um, their version of Pokemon with their portable. It I seems mean, like a case of, of, of trying not to rock the boat to an extreme degree. Yeah, yeah considering how the um, recent DS uh, Pokemon games had online trading it would still work well on Wii since you you'll be able to trade online or hell just transfer some Pokemon data into your Wii remote yeah. since some games actually let you do that mm-hmm. yeah definitely and trade it that way but we would probably never see that no mm-hmm. all right and I guess this is about it I'm Lucas Belitsky and um, along with uh, Zach and Andy, we are signing out. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks Go for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.